Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Pray for the strength of my voice and um, physical strength. I want to finish off with what we started yesterday because when you talk about the topic of curses and, uh, and if we are not able to finish the details of it, it can leave a lot of questions, you know, a lot of wondering, a lot of questions. So I want to finish on the teaching of curses. I know we've touched on it here and there, but there's two pieces I want to touch on. And then we'll probably get into the teaching of this week. I want us to dig deeper into this topic of curses. And at the end of it, you will see that curses can easily be overcome. You can overcome curses very easily, very, very easily. Amen. The Bible tells us that um, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Jesus Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. How was he, how did he redeem us from the curse of the law? By being made a curse for us. By being made a curse for us. So Christ redeemed us by being made a curse for us. And that is one of the principles of rising above curses. There must be an exchange. There must be an exchange. Go with me to Revelation 22, verse 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their forehead. The Bible says that they will come when there shall be no more curse. No more curse. So there will come a time when there are no more curses. And that is what I want to talk to you today about. No more curses. No more curses. So by tomorrow, you will live a life that is free of curses. Curses are kept at bay. Kept at bay. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, I will rebuke the devourer. That means I'll make sure the devourer cannot touch you. It doesn't mean that you'll not see curses out there, but they will not come near you. Amen? So today I want to talk about the wonder or the mystery of curses. Why are curses so mysterious? You know, why are they so some way? Why are they so mysterious? Um, that's what I want us to talk about. Thank you, Jesus. Curses are mysterious or have a lot of wonder because curses are made of short sentences. They are short sentences. I don't love you. You will not succeed. This relationship is going nowhere. 
It is short sentences that express deep faith, deep feelings, really deep feelings, deep feelings, and deep faith. It is a short sentence that expresses a deep feeling and releases a curse. I hope you're understanding what I mean by their short sentences. So sometimes you can just think it was nothing. Oh, I'll ignore that. They didn't mean it. It was nothing. But it was a short sentence that someone said. Short, short sentence in anger, in frustration. But usually curses have a deep feeling, a deep, their deep feeling. Have you ever seen someone who says, I never liked you anyway? Or we were this relationship was going nowhere anyway. It's a small sentence of big conversations, but you've just cast that situation, cast that whole situation. And it happens in people's lives. The example here is um, Jonathan. Saul loved his son, Jonathan. Loved his son, Jonathan. But in 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 30, then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan and he said unto him, the word kindled means the anger was started or was hot. He said unto him, thou son of the perverse and rebellious woman, do not I know that thou hast chosen the son of Jesse to thine own confusion and unto the confusion of, my, of thy mother's nakedness. For as long as the son of Jesse liveth upon the ground, this is the curse. Look at him. For as long as the son of Jesse liveth upon the ground, thou shalt not be established. Small, small words. But he has just finished his whole lineage. He, with these words, he finished Jonathan. He finished him. Finished him. Do you know Jonathan did not have to die? Jonathan could have ruled with David. They had a good relationship. They understood each other. Did not have to die. But he said, you will never be established. Small loose words that we just say. I want to give you another example of small words. This is the mystery of curses. Look at this. Small words. In the sweat of thy face shall you eat bread. That's what God told man. In the sweat of thy brow shall you eat bread. He says, the ground will not produce for you. Thorns and thistles shall come out of the ground. Blessed shall those who bless you. Cursed are those who curse you. Small words. Small words. Another, another curse that we learned yesterday. Reuben, you shall not live. Small words. A servant of servants shall you be. A servant of servants shall you be. Ham. Ham, Genesis 9, 25. Ham was cast, a servant of servants shall you be. In other words, you'll never lead anyone. Small words, small words. Often you realize these small deep words are very spiritual. That is why we must learn to be aware. So when you hear them, 
you cancel them immediately. Immediately. If you're breaking up in a relationship or the, the marriage is in problems, watch what you say. Or if the relationship is in problems, watch the words. Because those words can, can really bring problems. Point number two. So because they are short words with deep meaning. Point number two is curses are powerful because they are spoken in critical moments. Critical moments. When someone is angry, when someone is emotionally enraged, how do you tell your son that they will never excel? Like you've raised this boy. You've imagined that you've raised him. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Then you, you tell him that. Hey, hey, Lord help us. You've raised this boy to be king, Saul. And then in anger, you say you'll never excel. Reuben had been raised to be an, a strong man. And then you say something like that. We must watch over the words of our mouth. Amen. And I, I'm, I'm, I said I will show you how it's easy to break curses. It's easy. I'll show you that. But there's no need of me showing you if you don't understand what they are. I don't want you to keep coming back to the same cycle, you know. Yeah. It's curses are, are mysterious because they are said in tense moments, times of, of, of stress. You know, you say, ah, I just, I just want to die. I feel like I just want to die. And now your words become self-fulfilling prophecies. Become self-fulfilling. You know, there are times you do feel like you want to die. You're tired of this life. Life is stress. It's true. It's true, but you, we, we got to watch our words, you know. Got to watch our words. So in those moments, in those, the, 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 have I taught you when backsliding happens? I think I have. I've taught you on backsliding. There are two T's. There are two T's that you must watch for. Hey, if, you've, if you don't remember anything I've taught you, watch for these two T's in your life. These two T's. Two T's. Number one is when there is tension. Tension. Do you understand what I mean by tension? There is, there is the relationship has tension. Things have tension. Tension causes backsliding. And number two, transition. Tension and transition. And you always want to make a transition a transformation. You want to make a transition a transformation. Let me explain. Let's say you're in the middle of a divorce. You're fighting a divorce. Do you know divorce is transition? And divorce has tension. So you want to take, okay, the marriage is over. The marriage is finished. But you must make a decision. I will transition myself to a new person. I will become new. I'm not going to, to, to wallow and stay in my crying and my sadness. Oh, it's over. What? what? No. Tra transform in transition. Transform. Transform to a new you, to a new level. Transform. You, you, you finish the power of transition by transforming. You understand? You finish tension, you finish 
tension by transparency. Oh, please, if, if there's anything you've heard from your pastor today, these are life lessons that I use. Tension is finished by transparency because tension happens when people don't know. I don't know what my wife is thinking. Wife doesn't know what the husband is thinking. Uh, this person doesn't know what this person is speaking. Just say the truth. Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. It will finish tension. And transformation will finish what? Transition. You, because if you don't pay attention to tension, see what I did there? If you don't pay attention to tension, you could end up backsliding. Could end up backsliding. Could end up backsliding. Very easily. If you read scripture, everyone backslid during times of tension and transition. So if you have some tension, some feeling, and it's in the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs says, if you have an issue with the king and there is, there is a bit of tension with the king, go talk to the king. Don't leave there quickly. Don't leave quickly. What does that mean? If you're at work and there's tension between you and your boss, go talk to them. Go talk to them. Don't, don't say, oh, it will fix itself. It, it will fix itself could mean you end up being fired. And I'm not saying anyone will be fired. I'm saying you don't want the devil to take over. If there's tension, go talk. Go be transparent. Mm. And if you're in a transition, get, make it a transformation and become a new you. That is worth its weight in. That, that, is, that is life words. That, that, those words I've just told you. These words I've just told you will change your life forever. Just, just those two principles of life. Those two. Tension and transition. You, you'll be great. So let's go back to where we were. What was the second point? Curses are mysterious. Why? They're said in critical moments. Tense and times of stress. So you want to make sure in those moments you handle the two T's by bringing in the other two T's. You handle tension and transformation by bringing in the other two T's. Amen. Next, curses are mysterious because they transcend generations. They transcend generations. They go beyond just one generation. They transcend. So you can be affected by something you don't know. You know, you can, a curse can be released and curses your children's children, children's children. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It transcends a generation. It transcends a generation. The Bible says that the teeth of the children are set on edge. Jeremiah 31, 29 is the one that breaks that curse. Jeremiah 31, 29 is the one that breaks the curse. Jeremiah 31, 29. In those days, they shall say no more. The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Their fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. 
I want you to pay attention to these words. In those days, they shall say no more. They shall say no more. Remember, curses are spoken. So there was a time that the teeth that a father or a mother had, the children through genetics would get those same genetics. If it's teeth problems, teeth problems, blood problem, blood problem, genetics would be passed from one to another. So God is saying in Jeremiah 31, 29, that there will come a time when that will not happen. They will say no more that the, the father ate the grapes. The father ate the grapes and the children, the children had spoiled teeth. Amen. Amen. That is a very powerful scripture to pray that the curse of the father will not come to the children. And I'll show you those scriptures tomorrow. The curse of the father will not come to the children. But we are saying that sometimes to pinpoint where a curse came from is very difficult because it's passed through generations sometimes, you know. Okay, next. Curses are mysterious because it takes very long for a curse to take effect. You know, a child, a child may have been told by a mother or a father while they are playing, you'll never amount to anything or you, you, you know, you just, you're just going to be a mess the rest of your life. And that curse will continue to fly for 20 years until that girl is 24, 25. Then all of a sudden, the curse begins. It waits. It does. It's not immediate. And let me say this, because I have seen this, because I have seen this. A lot of pastors, especially uh, number twos, assistant pastors. You know, assistant pastors have a lot of curses because if they don't learn how to honor the senior anointing and they think they are senior, they, they pour on themselves a lot of curses. Ah, <laughs> this is the truth for assistants. Assistants, the Bible shows it. The Bible shows us. Gehazi, Gehazi was Elijah's assistant. Today we should have, been, Elisha, sorry. Today we should have been saying the God of Elijah, Elisha, and Gehazi. But Gehazi was some way. So instead of him being an assistant, he tried to do other things. And my point is this, a lot of assistants end up, I've seen it several times, they go and start another branch, another church somewhere, thinking they were not accepted where they were, right? This, this, this father never accepted me, so I'm going to go and start my thing. And when they, the way they live is very bad and they take curses with them. I've seen this and please look through history. Do you know what the devil does? The devil lets that ministry do this. It looks like it's succeeding, succeeding, succeeding. Then one day before their biggest breakthrough, the curse of the assistant hits it and everything falls. Everything falls. Their family, their, their life, everything falls. 
everything falls. I told you the story of a man in London. He met his senior bishop, his senior bishop, and said in a, in a grocery store, you've never done anything for me. You've never helped me. I've come to London and I will show you that I don't need you. You're the one who needs me as your assistant. The, the assistant would have never been in London if it wasn't for the main bishop. And in the grocery store, in the grocery store, the bishop said, look at these hands. My hand has been taken away from you. Just like that, my hand has been taken away from you. My hand has been taken away from you. And the man went, oh, he began a church. It succeeded, it succeeded. It flowed, it went, it went, it went. And the, the bishop, the bishop was watching it, you know. When you love a son, you love them. So he was watching it. And he said, he said one day to his leadership, the wind of God is going to sweep this man to his knees. And the wind began to blow against against that assistant blew and not only did he lose the church but his marriage had a lot of um a lot of what do you call this when when there's controversy controversy a lot of controversy he ended up sleeping with a girl in the choir and the whole thing was broken he became he became a clerk selling fruits and vegetables in London in a short span of two, three years. Church, the curse takes a while. That is why it's important for you to watch how you, you treat people and treat one another. It is so important. There are things you don't even want to put your hands on. You just want to, hey, I want to... And you know, I know this is not taught in America, but the truth is it's happening around us all the time. It's happening around us all the time. All the time, it's happening around us. Look at, look at Micah, Micah, David's wife. Micah said, how are you dancing like that? How are you this? And David said, ah, okay, fine. If you don't want a husband like this, you go and be by yourself, and Micah was childless. Micah, do you know David had committed in his heart to be a man of one woman? David was not sleeping around with all these women for no reason. It's Micah who tore him, broke him. Read the Psalms. Read the Psalms, you'll see the leadership of David was very loyal. But after that, he, he just ended up making a mess of things. And David... Um, but you understand what I mean? The curse takes a while, a while to operate. Look at humanity. The curse of Genesis chapter three and Genesis chapter four is still in operation in humanity uh, thousands of years from when humanity was created, you know. All right, next, next point number five. Curses are wondrous because the results are, it eats you slowly. 
it is slow. It's like rust. The results come slowly. Slowly. They, they happen suddenly. They happen suddenly. But it's like vapor. You think you're going to get a hold of it, but you can't. They eat you slowly. They happen suddenly, but eat like rust. Like rust. The Bible says like rust or like moth. They eat you slowly. I want you to think about curses like bugs and like moth. No. They eat slowly. I want you to look at this. The man in, the, in Genesis was told, you shall surely die if you eat of the fruit. But did Adam die immediately? No. He began the process of death. It was 900 years when Adam died. But the curse came into place when God spoke it. Are you understanding my example? God spoke it, but Adam did not die immediately. Did not die immediately. It takes a while. Takes a while. So that is a mystery. That is a mystery of curses. You know, it's like how how does it take so long to just eat, eat, eat slowly, 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 and sometimes you don't know this thing was eating this curse was eating my marriage, my calling, my job, my business. And it's like rust. Today you're being delivered from this rust and moth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, verse 37. Read it. Read it at your own time. I need to finish these points. Next, curses are mysterious because they operate worldwide. They are not region-bound. They are not region-bound. The Bible says, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. The Bible also says, cast in the city, cast in the field. So if you go where, wherever you go, today you date an African-American, tomorrow a white person, the next person, you, you say, in fact, African-American and white people, I don't want anymore. I'm going for an Asian, Chinese. And you, you find yourself a Chinese. And the same problems that you have with Jerome and Jason, you now have with Zhang Jun. Zhang Jun, you have the same problems. <laughs> it's... They, they, they follow you. It's, it's, it is global. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. How many of you say, Lord, we need your help? We need your help. Lord, help us. Oh, Jesus. So they are, they are global. They are global. Thank you, Jesus. They are global. Curses are mysterious also. Because all they need is a small loophole, small loophole, small loophole to enter. Ecclesiastes 10.8, Ecclesiastes 10.8. He that digs a pit shall fall into it, and whosoever breaks the hedge, the serpent shall bite. The serpent shall bite. Zechariah 5, 1 
to four. Read it at your own time, please. The curse goes over the face of the earth, the Bible says. It shall enter into the house of the thief and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name. The Bible says the curse goes over and it will find a way to enter. Find a way to enter. So you, it has a small, any small hole it comes in, you know. So it is important to put on the whole armor of God. And it is important to rebuild the hedge. Rebuild the hedge every time. Rebuild the hedge. What does rebuild the hedge mean? It means always walk around and see where am I, where am I exposed? Where are areas, you know, you talk to your wife, talk to your husband, talk to your children, maintain relationships, continue to talk. Because if you ever let the hedge get spoiled, it's like gardening. You garden every time. So you continuously garden, continuously garden so that it does not, the hedge does not get broken. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Curses, we're finishing, are also mysterious because when spoken, they paint a picture. They paint a picture. They paint a picture. From dust you came, and to dust you return. The picture is dust. Dust. So every time someone sees dust, Adam begins to think, oh my gosh, this dust is cast, and this is where I'm going back to. It paints a picture. Paints a picture. So what, what do I mean? Like it makes an image of what is hurting you and what is offending you. Like I'm, 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 I'm never going to do this with this kind of person. It paints a picture. Amen? It paints a picture. And God is telling us today that he's going to give us a new image on our mind in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. Being made a curse for us. He was made a curse for us. And this week, we are, redeemed, we are being redeemed from the curse in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voice in the next three minutes and pray. And I declare unto you that you're being delivered from the curse in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Anywhere the curse has been in operation, today you're being delivered in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The curses of this world, the curses of this world, the curses of many generations, they shall not have dominion over you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, to the glory and to the honor of the almighty God. The curses, the curses come to an end according to the book of Revelation. The Bible says, may your kingdom come, your will be done. The will of the Lord is that there shall be no more curses in Revelation 22, one to five. And I declare unto you, there shall be no more curses in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Life city, there shall be no more curses. Revelation 22, 1 to 5. The throne of the Almighty God, the throne of God Himself, 
is resting upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Church, this is the best way to break the curse. Where God is, where God is, curses cannot exist. And I declare to you that God is with you. He's with you when you wake up. He's with you when you go through your day. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Therefore, the bondage of curses is broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And you prevail. You prevail. You succeed. You prevail. Your relationships prevail. Your relationships succeed. You shall be established. You shall overcome. You shall gain territory. Your children shall be greater. Your children shall be mighty. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, to the glory and to the honor of the almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.